Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Timberwolves idle back home after a good win over New Orleans and an ugly loss to Houston earlier in the week. Uh, they get Memphis on Friday night. Uh, we'll get started at 6 o'clock with our coverage. And then uh, the Sacramento Kings, who've been really a big surprise in the NBA this year, come in on Saturday night, our coverage beginning at 6.30. And a man who covers the Timberwolves for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com, Jace Frederick. Jace, how you been? Hey, Steve. No complaints about you. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I do have a complaint. That Let's hear it. game against Houston... On Monday night was, wow, mind-boggling, really. Yeah, mind-boggling at the same time, not all that unexpected. We've just seen those types of performances against, like, the worst teams in the NBA from Minnesota yeah. all season. Uh, this team does, like, it does seem to have a little bit of a sense of entitlement, as though, like, it can just show up against uh, the worst teams the league has to offer and, and win based on talent alone, and, and it showed out, Multiple times, that's not the case, but it doesn't seem to have like a great impact. Now, to their credit, they do show up and they play hard against you know uh, some of the better teams in, in the NBA. But the fact that they do not do that uh, when when the opponent is below them in the standings, I think, is kind of infuriating for fans. Yeah, it is. The the two games against Detroit stand out. That game against Houston, we we did a deeper dive on the standings and how crazy it is. You know, ten teams in the NBA's Western Conference separated by what three games in the standings? I think from uh, four down to thirteen, where the LA Lakers sit. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So so in reality, you can say, well, you know, it's just one night of eighty two. But by the time we get to the end of March, those losses to the likes of Detroit and Houston are really going to sting that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a team that has six losses against the bottom four teams in the NBA, Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston, Detroit. Uh, it's, those, are, those are absolutely, like, like you just mentioned, things are so tight. There's a really good chance come April, like, you know, three games could easily be the difference between being the sixth seed or being, you know, the nine seed and having to win two playing games. Uh, it, it, it's that tight right now. Like, all these teams within three games of one another, I mean, we're looking at a, at a situation where, you know, three of them are going to miss the postseason altogether, four of them are going to play in the play, and then one of these ten teams is going to host a first-round playoff series. And, like, it's probably going to be a pretty slim margin the way things have played out all season. So, like, you know, those six losses right there certainly will have an impact on Minnesota. And, 
even if they are able to push through here and play good basketball down the stretch, they've already made things much harder on themselves than they needed to be. Jace Frederick joins us, and of course, uh, Jace covers the Timberwolves for the Pioneer Press and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline tonight. The Timberwolves get two in a row at home against two of the top teams so far in the NBA's Western Conference. Mentioned the Grizzlies and Kings coming in, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. But with this Timberwolves team, it's kind of been one thing after another, that slow start to training camp. They weren't able to get the group together, and then they were pretty healthy early on, but Cat and Rudy Gobert, there was... They, they just really weren't on the same page, and that starting group really struggled. And then Cat goes down with an injury. Still no timetable for his return. Rudy Gobert has been out of the lineup. But it's still been awkward with, with Gobert. They, they, they haven't kind of figured out how this is going to work night in and night out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a pretty big difference, right, when you have Rudy Gobert in there and he's playing a certain brand of basketball. They switch things up defensively, like, they start play to lean more towards one pick and roll scheme when he's in there, and another one when he's out. Nas Reed is a very different offensive player from Rudy Gobert, so guys are just constantly adjusting. There's not a whole lot of familiarity, comfort, consistency uh, with Gobert kind of popping in and out of the lineup. Even when Gobert's off the court and Nas Reed's in, just like subbing in, I mean things just change so drastically. I think it has been really tough for guys, and like Anthony Edwards is a guy who likes to play largely with open space and, and an open floor, and Gobert isn't really conducive for that. And, you know, guys have adjust, had to adjust to the idea of, like, okay, Gobert is not going to be able to get back in transition at the same rate as everybody else because he's offensive rebounding and he's just not quite as fleet of foot. So, like, guys have had to realize the onus is more on them to get back on defense. A lot of things uh, that, that you have to change in your game because Gobert is out there. And if you do that, your team can be better for it. Uh, but – but these changes have taken time, and the lack of consistency in the lineup, I think, has caused it to take even more time. And, and now, Steve, frankly, I'm really interested in – I think they're finding in January here some type of, I don't know, rhythm, or, or they're at least finding ways to win games. And now you mentioned how tight things are in the standings. At some point here, Carl Anthony Towns is going to come back, and there were many times where it looked ugly early in the season uh, with, oh. with the whole starting lineup in there. They never figured it out, really. So now you're going to try to start that process all over again in a stretch of games where you can't really afford to drop, you know, a long stretch of games and, and cause yourself to plummet down the standing. So that reintegration process is going to be very interesting, and I think it's going to be a, a pretty delicate dance for Chris Finch to do from the head coaching position. Well, yeah, and getting back into the swing of things when, you know, these guys that have been playing regularly have 50 or 60 games under their belt and – Cat hasn't been able to do much at all. Just just getting back into game shape is going to be a huge challenge. So, yeah, it, it, it is going to be a very difficult adjustment. And let's hope that you know the Timberwolves have to deal with it at some point. But once again, at the moment, still no news on when when Cat would be you know on the comeback trail. So the old no timetable for his return. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is you know like. Carl on his Twitch stream, uh, you know, like last week or so, mentioned that oh, this was a grade three calf strain when originally, like the timeline presented, lined up more with a grade two calf strain, and that would be four to six weeks, and the grade three is two to three months. But you know, we're even coming up on two months, like Sunday. Um, so, like that's what's interesting is still the idea that we haven't seen much as far as return to court uh, just for workouts or anything. Like we're up to two months now, um, so you would like to think that he's progressing towards something. 
so that's it, it is a little bit alarming. I think that that there has been so such little news, so few updates. Even Chris Finch gets asked about it a lot. Now they're probably a little tentative in trying to pull the trigger on updates because you don't want to put the wrong thing out there. But um, yeah, I, I, there's not much clarity on this, and now we are two months into this. Uh, that that's a little bit surprising. I I, I think. If uh, just a fan, if you're just guessing, like I think maybe as they come back from the All Star break, it's just a logical time, and that's still about three weeks away. So uh, we're a little ways out probably here from a Carl Anthony Towns return. And, and another key guy in all of this who really proved to be an important piece in that playoff series against Memphis, Jordan McLaughlin, another guy, no timetable for his return, and there have been games uh, that he would have been. Uh, uh, it would have been very helpful to have him in the lineup. Yeah, he's just such a guy who he conducts an offense that plays with pace and ball movement. And there have been so many nights where Minnesota misses that. And he makes real effort plays. And there have been so many nights where Minnesota misses that. And frankly, like, I think it's kind of insane that Minnesota, you know, they, they came into the season with two point guards. And one went down, and one's been down for a long time here. So they've just been playing with one point guard on the roster. And there have been many nights where I think that crushed them. Um, so the fact that they didn't ever sign anybody else, um, you know, just really bringing any other options, I think was a little confusing just given how long Jordan McLaughlin's been out because I think another point guard would have been, it would have been advantageous to roster one um, on certain nights yeah. where it was clear that that was needed when D'Angelo Russell had to sit on the bench uh, for any reason. So I, I think that's come back to bite them. And, and McLaughlin, it's another calf strain. So maybe they just misjudged his timeline. Uh, but you know, like you, like you said, there's been no update there, and it, I don't think it surprised anybody if McLaughlin also isn't back until after the All Star break. So, Towns and McLaughlin with similar injuries, and, and both have sidelined them for well north of 20 games now. We will get into Ant, we promise, but uh, we got to talk about D'Angelo Russell as well, and and maybe this is the Timberwolves season. Uh, summed up in one guy. You just have no idea what you're going to get out of D'Angelo Russell night in and night out. And you can say that about the Timberwolves. Look at the two games this week. Just a dreadful performance against Houston. I I just didn't talk to a Timberwolves fan or a- anybody I follow on social media or read their work like yours that weren't super frustrated by that. And then they come back and get a nice win, even though Zion didn't play for the New Orleans Pelicans. Still a nice win. And I think that that's kind of deal. Some nights it's like, boy, this guy can really play. And then there's other nights, man, this is not good. Yeah, I think part of that is just kind of what he brings to the floor. Like, we've seen the shooting. It's been pretty great here for about two months. I, I was just looking through some numbers today, and I think since December 1st um, of, of guys who take a large volume of shots, more than 300 shots in that span, D'Angelo Russell is like fourth in the NBA among that group of wow. players in, in true shooting percentage. Um, so that's great, but at the same time, then, of like the top 30, there are only like six guys with a negative net rating, so who are – who their team is getting outscored when they're on the court, and D'Angelo Russell is in that group. So, like, that's where the inconsistency lies. Is like, even when he's hitting shots, he's just kind of it, – it's not great in other areas. Uh, defense, rebounding, whatever the case may be. Like, maybe his production isn't always conducive for great offense for the team. Um, and then when the shots aren't falling, then those things kind of compound on one another. So, I think just at his core, he's always going to be an inconsistent player because he doesn't do the things that cause you to be productive when the shot's not falling. Um, so – that, that's just kind of who he is at this point in his career. I think that's the type of player he's going to be. I don't really see that changing, and, and Minnesota now has to evaluate as they head into the trade deadline and beyond. Like, what is the value of that type of player? Is that the type of player we want? 
you know, manning our point guard position because certainly there are nights where he wins you games, but there are also nights where he's losing them for you as well. Yeah, when when the Timberwolves went into the off season, I was just flat out convinced that there's no way they'd go into the twenty two twenty three season with D'Angelo Russell that they would make a move, and ultimately here here he is, and that that could certainly change as you brought up, Jace, but that that was puzzling to me considering uh, that he wasn't on the floor at crunch time in Game Six. To me, that spoke volumes. Yeah, I, I think it did for me as well. But I think, you know, the new front office comes in and, and certainly they did explore any, you know, D'Angelo Russell trade market and it was tepid and I don't think they wanted to pull the type of trigger on a deal where they're giving up assets just to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. I'm, I think that, you know, I think front offices are pretty hesitant to make those types of moves um, where you have to pay extra to give someone away. And then I do think that they had optimism that Rudy Gobert and that type of screener and that type of pick-and-roll big man would be advantageous for Russell. And certainly we haven't seen the chemistry between Russell and Gobert um, to this point yet that I think Minnesota was hoping for. So I don't know if it's had the desired effect. Um, but I do think now with this front office, they've seen 50 games now of what D'Angelo Russell looks like. They watch him on a night-to-night basis. And I think the trade deadline will give us a pretty good indication as to how they feel um, about how he fits now that they've had a chance to see it. Because it is different seeing a player sometimes. You scout him a little bit. You look at their numbers. But you don't watch them on the floor every single night. I think that that goes a long way towards getting a true evaluation for, for a new front office coming in and making decisions on players. So. Maybe I buried the lead because we, we talked about Cat's injury and Jordan McLaughlin and the, the Rudy Gobert thing and the inconsistent play and got into D'Angelo Russell. But Anthony Edwards, um, huge bright spot. And and to finish on a positive, to talk about you know what, what Ant brings and what he, what he brings. You know, I, I love players, whatever the sport, whatever the level, that, that play the game with, with joy, and you get that sense from him, and that's fun. It is. I, I think he's done just about everything that you could hope he would do in terms of, A, he's played every game, um, and that's huge. It's, it's, a, it's a rarity in today's NBA, and he certainly played through some bumps and bruises, and there are yes. nights where I think even he thought he wasn't going to give it a go, but then he decided to. Um, he's played every game. He's playing you know, he's got a ton on his shoulders. Uh, they're putting a lot on him offensively. He has the ball in his hands more than ever before. Uh, defensively, it's starting now. We're late in games in the fourth quarter. He's guarding the other team's best player because they feel like that gives them the best chance to win as a team. Um, he's taking on that challenge. And then the leadership aspect. There's not a night where we walk into the locker room after home games and he's not giving some important message to some teammate. Um, and, and, and you can see, like, the way guys gravitate to him because of his personality and and then I think also, though, like his voice, like it just means something when he says things. Um, and, and after game and post-game interviews, he's always shouting out some other teammates. So, like, leadership, his offensive game is growing. You know, he's out there every single night. Like, I think as a 21-year-old face of a franchise, he's really shined brightly. And I think there are a lot of reasons for concern or, or maybe some disgruntled fans just thinking about all they gave up for Rudy Gobert and, and the, re- the return on investment hasn't been there. But I think you can look at, you can screw a lot of things up and it can still be okay at the end of the day because you have Anthony Edwards. And I think that that's kind of where a lot of Wolves fans are at. Even when you're frustrated with this team, it's hard to be yeah. frustrated watching number one play right now. 
Yeah, and and that that's and and they're still twenty five and twenty five because when Cat went down with the injury, we thought, okay, you know, is this going to be a month? Is it going to be six weeks? You you alluded to Cat saying no, it was a lot more severe, and I, I think f- fans were you know by someone led down the wrong road. But but in reality, it was kind of like when when a player like Carl Anthony Towns goes down with an injury, it's kind of like, can we just hang in there and be in a spot when he does return? We can make a push and maybe get into that top six or at the very least return to the playoffs, which would have been, you know, kind of the bare minimum going into the season. But, you know, the Edwards thing is just kind of like, he's still such a young guy and, you know, so dynamic. You you just don't know what he's going to do night in and night out. There's just highlight real so from purely an entertainment standpoint, he's got that going for him. Yeah, he's, he's super entertaining. He literally is worth the price of the mission every single time fans come yeah. out. And frankly, also, like, the Wolves, there's nights where they're without Cat and Rudy Gobert, and like you mentioned, Jordan McLaughlin and Torian Prince might be out. So, like, they might be missing five rotation guys, and yet you still feel like they've got a puncher's chance because they might have the best player on the floor on any given night because Anthony Edwards can be that. Um, he's he's been great. He showed a lot of flashes of brilliance, um, and there have been there's been so much more good than bad. Like there have been a few no shows, but they've been so much more room. The consistency has just been there for him, yeah. and I think that goes a long way towards leadership too. Like he's just he's maturing as a player. Um, as a leader, a lot of things like it's it's been a pretty quick growth right here in his third season. Yeah, well, it's uh, been uh, fun to watch him, even though there's been some frustrating nights. Oh, <laughs> it, it's just crazy sure. at the end of some of these Timberwolves games. Like Monday night, um, Twitter was just just a laugh. It was you know who could get the biggest shot in. It's crazy, but. Um, Jace, enjoy your work. Always good to visit with you. And uh, back-to-back Friday and Saturday night at Target Center against a couple of good teams. Yeah, I think like six home games in the next nine days coming up here at Target Center. So if you want to get out and see the Wolves, now's the time to do it. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Twins Saturday, uh, take the trip across the Skyway to Target Center and catch Timberwolves and Kings on Saturday night. Jace, it's always great. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. There he is, Jace Frederick, covers the Timberwolves for the Pioneer Press. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 